Let me pray as we start today and ask God to really speak uh, by and through his word. Gracious God, uh, you are an incredible God, and one of the incredible things that you do is to speak to your people. And we pray this morning, Lord, that uh, your people will hear from you, not from a human being, Lord, but f- uh, through the work of the Holy Spirit, know what it is that God is saying to them, specifically and clearly. So bless us now, we pray, and we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. I want to share a story with you that I know I have shared with you before, but it fits so beautifully into uh, the sermon and, and, and what I want to speak today that I, I thought I could use it again. This happened to me in 2013 during a sabbatical that I was blessed with, uh, which I needed because I had experienced some significant burnout. Uh, if you've been with us for a while, you'll know of it, if, uh, you'll end up heard of it. If not, that's, that was the reality. It was a very painful, difficult time in my life where uh, I just uh, exceeded my capacity, my, my resource, my internal resource, time after time after time for many years, until in the end I just couldn't do it anymore. And I needed to step away and experience a, seri- a season of healing and of restoration. Well, during that time, definitely more than any other time in my life, God spoke into my life. The voice was clear and repeated and, and really was a blessing to me. As, as, uh, I did hear that voice and slowly my soul was restored. Um, halfway through that time of sabbatical, I realized that uh, my return to ministry was what I called then, and I guess I still do, on the horizon. I hadn't really thought a lot about it before. But when I got halfway through that, that, that season, I began to think, you know, you'll be going back into ministry. And I got really honest with God because at that point I was still hurting. And I said, God, I don't want to do that. But if you want me to, I will. So the next day, following that time of real honesty with God, which is what he calls us to, of course, I did what I normally did uh, in that season. I got up and I had breakfast and I went straight to scripture and I, uh, I, I just spent time with God there and in prayer. Uh, and then, of course, I would journal after that. And that was a time also when God continued to speak. It's amazing, at least in my life, how God speaks while I journal. Anyway, that morning, uh, as I had been reading through the Psalms, I read Psalm 29. And I want to read to you now uh, because it, it, it bears such... Uh, direct uh, reality in terms of what we're speaking and I didn't realize when I named this series the voice that I would be turning to Psalm 29 and the word of God here is called the voice and just to set the scene a little bit it's almost like the psalmist is thinking of an incredible storm maybe a hurricane that has blown through and it has come with power and with impact and and he 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 compares the voice of God to that storm so let me read this to you uh, Psalm 29 verses 3 to nine. It says this, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forests bare. And in his temple all cry, glory. And you know, as I read that and as as, as I pondered those words, as I thought about how God's voice 
had spoken. I realized in the first half of my sabbatical how often God had spoken powerfully into my life and really impacted me deeply and had, had begun this journey of healing. But as I read and as I thought, I believe the voice of God came to me in that moment, in the specifics of the moment, and said, said this, As I have spoken to you in the first half of this sabbatical, so I will continue to speak to you upon your return. You know, the idea, Chris, when you go back, I'm going to be with you, and I will empower you, and I will speak to you in my powerful voice to sustain you in ministry. Well, I read that, <laughs> and I understood that, and I heard that, and I thought, okay, God, I'm hearing. I'm knowing what you want. Well, immediately after that, I, I picked up this book. It's, it's the Ragamuffin Gospel by Brandon Manning. And I turned to the next chapter uh, in, in my reading, which, of course, I did, Scripture first and prayer, and then to, then to a really spiritually oriented book. And I opened to the next chapter, and it was called The Second Call. And as I read that, I was amazed, honestly, amazed, because what th this chapter is about is how God leads his people. He leads them between the years of 40 and 60 years of age into really painful experiences through which he addresses the deep issues in their lives, the wounds, the hurts, the insecurities, and in so doing brings healing to them and in so doing prepares them for the second call, the second phase of ministry, the second phase of life that they might be you know, more effective for, for him, that they might be prepared for what is yet to come. Well, I read that, and, and, and my goodness, I just realized the shepherd had spoken, uh, that my ministry life, it wasn't done, and it wasn't God's will uh, for me for it to be done, and that it was in his purposes for me to return to my role here at IPC and to serve him in this way. It was an incredible experience of God speaking clearly and specifically into my life first through scripture and then secondly secondly through really godly man who wrote a book spiritual reading if you would he used it well what i want to talk about today will focus us in on psalm 29 if you would and here's the principle and the, the principle is that it is the bible in the bible where we meet god have you ever thought of it in those terms? It, it is by far the most common place where we encounter the voice. The whisper is the most common way. The Bible is the most common place for us to hear the whisper. You see, as God inspired the Bible, God spoke truth into the lives of many of the authors of Scripture. How did he do it? I want to tell you, my friends, he whispered into their hearts and into their minds. He inspired them. He spoke to them that they might know what to write. I want to take you to 2 Peter. This is a phenomenal passage about uh, the inspiration of Scripture, why we believe uh, what we do about it. It's one of those texts. So I want to read to you 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 19 to 21, and it says this. Listen to this. Hear this. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. 
For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Do you hear that, my friends? The people who wrote this incredible book, this book which we believe to be the revelation of God, inspired and true, they were carried along by God's Spirit so that they wrote wrote exactly what God wanted them to write. And I want to tell you, the whisper would have been part of that again and again and again. The, The Bible is an incredible resource for us in order to hear God and, and, and I want to put it to you in this way. As God once spoke into the minds of people, human beings, by his spirit to produce the word of God, so God wishes to speak through what they once wrote into our lives so that he might speak to us. That's so critical for us to grasp. It's such a big part of us hearing God. And it's so important for us to use the Word of God, to dwell in the Word of God. I call it living in the Word of God so that we might hear the voice of God. It is God's way. So whether it be in devotional times when you're sitting at home, one-on-one with God in that quiet place, that still place, whether it be, you know, in a worship service when you're sitting under the ministry of the Word of God, such as you are now, I trust, God will speak if we are willing to listen and if we learn how to listen well for his voice. Now, let me just take a moment and and, and challenge a thought that I think is really prominent about reading the Bible and its purpose. Because so many people believe reading the Bible, uh, you know, whether it be in in the form of hearing a a sermon, etc., etc., is all about learning uh, new knowledge. Well, I want to tell you this. It's not just about learning knowledge. When we are young in faith, uh, learning is incredibly important. When we're new to the faith, when we've just come to Christ and, and, and we want to know more, we've, we need to know the content of Scripture, and we need to allow that content to shape our worldview, our view of God, our understanding of God and of ourselves, to, to, to shape our, an understanding of our purpose and, and, and meaning, to, to shape our morality and what it means to do what is right and good in the eyes of God and in His kingdom. But at a certain point, as we grow in our faith, we come to a place where content, can I put it this way, is less important, partly because we know a lot of it anyway, and hearing from God and having a relationship God through that conversational reality with God becomes more important. So the more we mature in faith, the more we grow in our experience of God, the more the Spirit of God grows us up and and takes us to that place of maturity, the more we will hear from God. The more we hear, the more conversational our relationship will be with Him. You see, this is what we're called to. This This is the destination. This is the desire of the Lord so that we enter into that intimate, close, personal, dynamic discussion with the Lord. Now, I hope that's what we're all striving for here. We're all on the journey at some point. Some of us are early in the journey. Some of us are in the middle of it. Some of us are farther along. But let this be the goal. Seek it. Desire it. Ask for it. Now, it's important to know when we're thinking about God speaking through the Scripture, the Bible, that we recognize that the still small voice, the gentle whisper, as it's now interpreted, You know, the idea of recognizing God's thoughts in our minds um, 
you know, it's crucial in order to hear God in Scripture. The whisper speaks to us as we engage Scripture. It's through Scripture, in the reading of the Bible, by the work of the Spirit, that we hear the voice of God in our lives. Um, It's not one or the other. It's so important to recognize that. It's not like, well, you hear, you know, you read Scripture and you hear God uh, in Scripture, and, you know, when you're not with Scripture, you hear the gentle whisper, and therefore, you know, out there in various contexts, you know, you you hear God speak. Of course, that does happen. We've addressed that previously. But when it comes to hearing the voice of God in Scripture, my friends, it is both. We read Scripture, just like when I read Psalm uh, 29 to you, and we recognize by the promptings of the Spirit, by the work of God's Spirit, as we read Scripture, through the Scripture, what God is saying to us in our moment, in our specific circumstance. Like when I read that psalm after I told God, I don't want to go back to ministry. It hurt, it hurt me too much to be there. My responsibility, not the, not the responsibility of the church, mine, right? I did too much. But I want to tell you the timing of what God spoke to me in Psalm 29 was remarkable. Like, truly remarkable. The day after, I was honest with God. God spoke what I needed to hear by applying the truth of the Bible in my life about this powerful voice and his promise to continue to to speak into my life in the way he had. You see that? Through Scripture, by the whisper, the application came to me specifically and clearly. You know, another, another uh, great verse from the Psalms is Psalm 119, verse 105. Let me read that to you. It says there, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Now, that's really instructive for us. We can learn something here, can't we? <laughs> we can hear something. It doesn't say your word uh, exists to fill my mind with knowledge. Well, it does that at times. It doesn't say that it is here to inform me about God, which, of course, it can. What it's saying here is that the word of God is given so that it'll be a lamp or a light for the next steps I have to take. The word will instruct me about the direction I have to embrace as the Spirit whispers, as the Spirit, using the word through the word, gives application in my life in the here and now. My friends, that's the gentle whisper. That's the powerful voice through Scripture, by the Spirit, directing and guiding. I think about Elijah. We spoke about him last week. It's what he needed. Very specific instruction. You know, (laughs) the Scripture that he had in that day didn't tell him who to anoint as the two kings. It didn't tell him who to uh, anoint as the prophet to come, Elisha. It didn't tell him about the fact of 7,000 people who were still faithful to God, contrary to what Elijah thought. He said, I'm the only one. He was wrong. See, this wasn't written down anywhere. The reality is the specifics that he needed in that moment came to him in the whisper, and God addressed his life. And I want to tell you, when we open Scripture, we can anticipate that God is going to speak to us. He can take the, the, the truth of the scripture and by his spirit whisper his specific instruction into your life and into my life. It is his desire. You know, I, I've said several times, uh, I'm sure, over the course of the last years, 
that this book, this book, the Bible, is a spiritually powerful book. And I, I think what I'm describing to you today is how it's spiritually powerful. How, through the reading of it, this becomes the place that God, we meet God, and this becomes the means through which God literally addresses our lives and guides us. It's here where we hear the voice of the shepherd and we know how to move forward. So I would urge you, every time you pick up a Bible to read, or when you hear a sermon being preached, such as you are now, every time that you go to God and you ask God to speak, to let you hear the specific voice of God for you in the here and the now, in this moment, apply the text to my life by the gentle whisper of God. Mm. I remember Rick Warren, uh, we did a series of his uh, famous Baptist pastor from California uh, a few years ago. It was about the Word of God, and, and his instruction was to pray for the gift of illumination, that God would allow you to see in the text that distinct and unique thing. It's the same thing. It's the same idea that we ask the Lord to see and to hear the voice. We ask God to speak that we might follow the shepherd who is eager to lead us in the path that he has for us in life. Another illustration from my life. A while ago now, I was struggling with a, a, a decision, something that I believed God had led me to. Like, I really thought God is leading in this area. But I was struggling, you know, I suppose because of the potential implications. I woke one morning at 3 a.m., and by 3.30, I was asking myself, is this one of those moments where God wants me to go downstairs and, and um, pray Read scripture. Is this one of those moments where God wants me to take time in the middle of the night so that he might speak into my life? Well, I decided to get up and I went downstairs and I got into my comfy chair. You know those ones. And I want you to note this. Uh, I didn't give it much thought. It's just become the pattern of life for me. I, I asked God, Lord, what passage do you want me to go to in scripture? Where do you want me to go? And immediately a thought came to my mind which I gave attention to because I had asked God to speak. And the thought that came to my mind was, go to Mark chapter 4, the story of Jesus calming the storm. So I went to Mark chapter 4 and I read the story uh, again, something I preached on, I think, for three Sundays a year or, or two ago. Great passage. It's a story where Jesus is asleep in the back of the boat. Uh, his disciples are battling what the text calls a ferocious storm, they were fearful of drowning. The boat was being swamped. They didn't think they were going to survive. They wake Jesus up, and, and, and he says three things to them. Uh, he, he speaks in, in three short phrases. Um, now, I want you to note, before I describe those three phrases and what the Spirit whispered into my mind in that time, I want you to note that I have learned to ask um, for and then trust the thoughts that come to my mind. When I have asked of God, those thoughts, this is reflecting back to last week's instruction, that are heightened in my mind, those thoughts that have weightiness to them, those thoughts that have you know, an impact in my soul, those thoughts which are steady and, and calm and which lead me forward. So I asked the Lord to speak, and I experienced these three phrases in this way. Number one, the Lord said, quiet, be still. That's what he said to the, to the storm. Of course, the waves were quieted and, and, and the wind died down. And I want to tell you, my friends, in that moment, those words, by the work of the Spirit of God, 
didn't apply to any external storm. What they were applied to by the, by the work of God's Spirit was to the, if you would, internal storm which was playing out in my soul. And Jesus, by his Spirit, said, Chris, quiet, be still. And I want to tell you, the wind and the waves ceased in me. Secondly, the, the next phrase which comes is the question, why are you so afraid? And really, in, in those moments, I heard the Lord saying to me, Chris, you are afraid. And I realized, you know what, that's true. I hadn't really recognized it before. And the Lord just communicated to me, there's no need for fear. Fear isn't in what I do. <laughs> you don't have to fear. Trust me. And then the third thing came. It's another question. Do you still have no faith? Jesus asked me. Not just the disciples. And the thought came, if I can stop the wind and the waves of a ferocious storm, I can certainly, I can certainly uh, provide for the concerns that you have. And I want to tell you, my friends, as, as I sat there with God and as I opened God's word and as that truth was applied by the Spirit through the gentle whisper, um, the wind died within me and there was a complete calm in my soul. And I knew what God wanted. I had heard his word. And in this instance, the written and the written word and the whispered word had been heard and received and had impact. You see, I guess what I'm saying is in that moment, to go back to John 10, which I have done throughout this series, the sh you know, I, I recognized the shepherd's voice. I really did. There was no question in my mind that God had spoken. His word had once again become the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. And I knew what God wanted. I just knew it. I had peace in that. Specifics were given by God's written word through the gentle whispered word of the Spirit. Beautiful moment in my life. Here's a question that I wonder whether anyone is, 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 is considering right now. Is this what is to be normal in our lives as believers? Or maybe is this what's to become normal in my life? Well, I want to answer with a resounding yes. This is to be normal in our experience. As we grow, as we mature, to enter into this experience of God speaking as we ask and we dialogue with him. You know, and I want to tell you, this takes us to a different place in faith, doesn't it? This takes us to a deeper relationship with God. This allows us to walk by the Spirit, as we're called to in Scripture, according to this Spirit, as His Spirit speaks with our spirit and instructs us how we should go, what we should do, what we should not do, what decisions to take, what decisions to avoid, and so forth. See, we have to grow, and as we grow, we experience God and what he has for us. And I want to tell you, my friends, and I've said it, I think, in every one of these sermons in this series, this is God's desire for you. And it's desire for him, his desire for himself 
he wants this sort of close, connected, um, dynamic relationship with his people. Essentially, that relationship in which we ask for him to speak, we dwell in his word, we hear him speak by his spirit in the gentle whisper, and we know what God wants so that we might go forward in the way of God. And I would hope with all of my heart that you consider this series, which ends today, as an invitation for you to go forward in that way. I want to conclude by asking, you know, and this might be a little pointed, but is this a reality in your life? Um, Or will it become so? Uh, Do you experience that reality, that ministry of the Spirit, as you dwell in his word, as you listen to a sermon, has it happened today that you know out of everything that's been spoken, out of all the texts that have been read, you know what it is that the Spirit of God has whispered into your mind? Have you heard it? Have you discerned it? Do you know what it is the shepherd is calling you toward as he leads you forward? You know, my friends, will we live lives of drawing close to God that he might draw close to us? You know, that's, a, that's almost a direct quote from, from Scripture, of course. Draw close to God and he will draw close to you. You know, so that, it begins there. It really does. And then as we've talked previously, do you have the right heart for this? The right humble, submissive attitude toward God? Because if he speaks, we need to receive that word and, and, and then live by faith. Whatever that calling is, you know, to to go in a particular direction or to not, to, to confess a sin and move away from it by repentance, to hear the voice but be ready to obey it. Um, well, our hearts have to be right. Our willingness has to be there, first and foremost. And then, do we live in the Word? Do we dwell in it? Do we go to that place where God o- so often speaks the Scripture itself so that we might hear the whisper? so that we might enter into conversational relationship with God. Oh, my, my friends, don't avoid Scripture. Don't, don't avoid this incredible possibility because in it and through it, God will speak and God will lead and your life will be blessed and he will take you deeper into relationship with him and deeper into understanding of the kingdom of God and involvement in his purposes in this world. It's what he's calling us to. It's what he desires for us. It, it is life that Jesus is... Uh, said was abundant that we might know and then lastly will you live in this way so that you really do know what the shepherd wants for you and how it is that the shepherd is leading you you see the the other option is that in terms of the decisions we take and the uh, the, the way we think and, 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 and the direction that we forge, it, it basically comes out of our own minds and out of our own understanding and out of our own wisdom and out of our own way, not out of that of the shepherd. My friends, God wants to speak into your life. I can, I can say that with absolute authority based on, on what we have studied in these texts and so much else. God wants you to hear and, and to know that he has spoken to you. God wants to directly and specifically lead you and guide you. He wants to encourage you like he encouraged Elijah. He wants to correct faulty thinking like he corrected the faulty thinking of Elijah who who didn't know the truth. He thought he did, but he was wrong. 
God wants to specifically lead your life and have a relationship with you. Speak into your life words of affirmation and love and care, comfort, peace. If only we will cooperate with this process. Sit in that place where we encounter God with Scripture, hear His voice, be ready to obey. Maybe the best way I conclude today, today and I guess this series, is this. And I thought about how I might put this, and I, I don't want this to be offensive to anybody, but don't be satisfied with an arm's length relationship with God. Don't be satisfied with one way conversation with God. There is so much more that we are called to. And I want to tell you, as, as you embrace this reality, you will discover the means whereby faith is deepened. And we are living in a, in a relationship that is, is more alive and more loving and more dynamic with the living God. My friends, seek this. Ask for it. Live it and discover everything that God has for you. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I pray with all my heart that even as I have been speaking, many people have heard that gentle whisper through your word being opened up and explained, being read. But Lord, not just read for the sake of knowledge or information, but Lord, read so that through it, you by your spirit might, might lead, and you might guide, that the shepherd might speak so that the sheep follow after him in the way of his choosing. Lord, again, I pray for every single person listening to these sermons, Lord, that they would enter into this dynamic, that they would discover it, that, Lord, it would really transform their relationship with you, that, Lord, it would, it would allow them to go deeper with you and experience more of the life that you call them to live. So, Lord, bless these people, I pray. Bless them uh, with your love. Bless them with your goodness. Lord, bless them with the capacity to discern the voice of God as you speak it into their minds and into their hearts. So I pray in Jesus' name.